everyone, Daniel here. Just thought I'd do a bit of a recap of the round 22 clash between Melbourne and Carlton. Obviously, it was a very important game and uh, a lot happened. So let's get into uh, the recap. So where were the teams at? Well, uh, Melbourne was sitting second on the ladder coming into this round, but there really wasn't a lot separating them from the teams snapping at their heels. Carlton, on the other hand, were seventh on the ladder and uh, yeah, in quite a perilous position. They're looking like they may drop out of the eight uh, if the couple of the results didn't go their way and they couldn't get that one last win to bank the final spot. So uh, Melbourne's top four position two was looking under threat with two losses in the last three weeks to uh, the Western Bulldogs and also to Collingwood. They were really now in a scrap to finish in this top four. So it was Brisbane, Fremantle, Sydney, Collingwood and Melbourne all competing for the last three spots in that top four, Geelong having streaked ahead and uh, closed out the minor premiership. So with all to play for, there was a lot on the line for both teams, especially Carlson, because another loss and their finals position was still uh, up in the air. But really, Melbourne too were in a pretty precarious position. They left a lot to do in the last two rounds, and based on the draws of the other teams competing for those top four spots, uh, really they had to win their last two games, the game against Carlton and the game the week after against Brisbane as well. So let's go to how the game was won. So this was a uh, Saturday night game, uh, not overly cold, although it did get cooler during the game. Really good crowd at the G for this one. Don't remember the exact number, but it was pretty packed in the members. So let's get into the nitty-gritty. How was this game won? Well, it was actually kind of hard for me to put my finger on where Melbourne won this game. They played well, not as well as they have uh, at some points through the year, but I think I kind of underestimated how brutal this game was. You could see that uh, almost everything was being done under pressure, huge tackle pressure from both teams. But it just had the feeling of a game where, uh, you know, Melbourne could have been doing more, which was perhaps a little unfair. But I guess their lack of polish going forward and uh, the forward structure was still a bit all over the place. So it did make for a little bit of a frustrating watch. And combined for that with that, it was quite a low scoring first half. But at the same time, uh, Carlton really brought it and Melbourne managed to stand up to that intensity. So, uh, yeah, I suppose you could look at this as either glass half full or glass half empty. But I guess in the context of what we've seen, it was hard not to see it as a bit of a frustration at times uh, looking at it through the lens of a Melbourne supporter. But ultimately, they did end up winning the game. So they did enough right on the day. So Melbourne actually led at every change although it was quite narrow, a narrow lead throughout. It was really goal for goal for almost the whole game. Uh, it would be Melbourne getting a goal and then Carlton finding a way to get it straight back. I guess that was one of the other things that was quite frustrating. It seemed like Carlton was sort of manufacturing their goals uh, without too much difficulty when Melbourne had just scored one. So that was a little frustrating there as well. Um, but yeah, Melbourne could never just quite kick away from Carlton at any point. And uh, there was a point in the third quarter where Carlton actually kicked three goals in a row and uh, got on top there as well. But really, in the, in the first half, it was quite low scoring. Uh, both teams were really cracking in, and yeah, you could tell there was a lot on the line. 
but from a Melbourne point of view, yeah, you just had to find they just had to find a way to win <laughs> going into the game. People were asking, you know, you know, how do you think they'll go, et cetera, et cetera. I just said, you know, they got to win. It's as simple as that. So looking at it through that lens, uh, any win is a good win, especially in round 22. And you can't win every game with perfect football. Sometimes you've got to win ugly. Looking at the stats, Melbourne won most of the important measures. Inside 50s, contested possession, contested marks. Uh, they had plenty of the, their better players getting plenty of the ball. So it just seemed like nothing was easy for Melbourne, though. Carlton were well set up behind the ball. And uh, when Melbourne did get the odd chance to go quicker, uh, sometimes not a lot was coming of it, but they did, really didn't have a lot of those opportunities. So, uh, yeah, I had to find ways to get goals from slow plays sometimes. And there were a few shots from close range missed as well. Uh, there were sort of snaps, but, yeah, still... You'd hope that a few more of those would be going through. Uh, but really, it was just this game where it was really hard for either team to, you know, feel like they could get ahead in any way. It was really just begging for someone to stand up and be counted and be the game breaker, really. And of all people, this was Jake Melksham. He kicked four goals on the night, including the penultimate goal, where he outmarked three Blues opponents close to goal to keep Melbourne in the game when they were down late. He had a couple more shots as well. I think two or three other shots that he uh, could have kicked. A couple were from a little far out, a couple on the snap as well. But, yeah, he kicked the four goals and uh, he's kind of operating as this hybrid forward for Melbourne at the moment. Good good mark overhead and uh, can also uh, do a bit on the ground when he gets his chance. And he's putting on a lot more pressure than he used to as well. So... Uh, all signs are coming up uh, good for Melksham and it looks like he'll be staying in the team unless he puts in an absolute stinker uh, coming up. But yeah, he's really solidified his spot in the team for now. So uh, let's go to the Carlton side of things a little more in terms of uh, where the game was actually lost. So they were a little undermanned through the midfield, but they threw things around a little bit uh, and... Yeah, it really didn't seem to be that much of an issue for Carlton. The the way they were attacking the contest, you wouldn't really have known that quite a few of their first choice midfielders were actually not playing. So Cripps had got off a uh, contentious uh, charge for a suspension during the week. So he was there running amok. But yeah, it really didn't actually seem to affect them too much having these numbers down. So they had uh, great targets to kick to up forward in terms of Charlie Curnow and Harry McKay uh, being constant threats up there. Although their goal kicking was a little wayward, which uh, helped keep the game close, I suppose, at certain stages. Uh, but yeah, they're always just that one mark away from uh, doing something pretty uh, significant, which is what happened quite late in the game when Curnow put Carlton seven points up with three minutes remaining. Uh, but they also had quite a few medium forwards doing damage, including uh, Jack Martin with four goals and Zach Fisher with a couple of really polished snaps. So they had a lot of uh, avenues to go here. So although they didn't score that many goals, they were quite efficient. I think their inside 50 efficiency was over 50%. And uh, yeah, they were playing like a team that 
you know, their life in the competition depended on it. So they're really putting everything they had into this one and that would have made it that much harder to not quite get over the line. So let's go to the last little bit of play in this game. So as I referenced just before, Kerno marks strongly and puts Carlton seven points up with three minutes left on the clock. So Melbourne has a stoppage at a half forward. Somehow it kind of just uh, dribbles out of the stoppage away enough that Gorn can grab the ball and hack it forward as long as as deep as he can when he's kind of off balance. Uh, and it's actually Melksham backing back, competing against three Blues opponents to outmark them. So, uh, yeah, probably not high percentage play, but it worked. And uh, for some reason, although he's only basically at the top of the goal square about to line up for the snap, there's a 50-meter penalty paid, gets it through in a jiffy, and the ball goes back to the center. So there's still plenty of time remaining, roughly two minutes left on the clock. So Carlton do manage to uh, eventually get into a possession chain where they're actually controlling the ball quite well down the member's wing. Uh, So they go for another short kick. I'm not sure who the player was, but it gets to Saad on the bounce. And this means he's just under a bit more pressure. And this means he has to kick more quickly. So he goes long down the line to half forward. And... uh, Melbourne is well represented in this part of the ground, so they're able to repel it back the other way and get a stoppage on true centre wing on the members' wing there. Uh, So both teams have a bit of a chance to set up here the way they want to with basically a minute left on the clock. So Carlton puts their numbers straight down the line because why wouldn't you? But Melbourne actually loads the corridor. So if you look at the still frame just before this ball goes in the air, Melbourne actually has three players basically sitting in the centre square just to the side of uh, where the ball up is going to be. And uh, Carlton has won. Uh, So that was an interesting ploy by Melbourne there. So the ball goes up. uh, The ball eventually goes Carlton's way. It's kind of pinging around in there a little bit. uh, And a Carlton player belts it forward uh, to clear the congestion, which was an interesting decision in its own right, but the ball basically dribbles out to uh, Jake Lever, who is sitting off the contest. He's under pressure pretty quickly, but he has just enough time to get a kick away, and uh, he knew where the numbers were, gets it into that center square with kind of a kick on the inside of the boot, and it has a bit of a funky spin on it, and although the Carlton player uh, is basically uh, first... Well, he's going to get to the ball first. It basically clean bowls him, bounces straight over his head with some super funky spin and uh, into the path of a couple of Melbourne players. Uh, But it's actually left to Jaden Hunt streaming through to gather the ball and uh, go on one of his surging runs. So he's able to get just outside the 50 before he goes long and high towards uh, some of the forwards there. And... uh, Ben Brown is there and uh, gets a hand to the ball and brings it straight down where Melbourne actually has pretty good representation. Uh, and it's actually Melksham scrapping for the ball on the ground. And he's under a bit of pressure, but somehow he manages to get the ball out to Cozzy and he has just enough time and space to get the snap away as he falls to the ground and the ball is floating. And from where I'm sitting, it's a bit hard to tell whether it's going to be a point or a goal, but it does go through the middle and uh, Melbourne now leads by five points. 
So it was quite a yeah remarkable series of events there in terms of uh, Saad going long and then Melbourne sort of having one more chance, throwing the ball back in the corridor, getting it in long, a bit of a pinball in there to get it out to Cosy and uh, that fall away snap for the winner. Everyone around me went absolutely nuts and uh, can only imagine what it felt like for the Carlton supporters. So at this point, there's 11 seconds left on the clock. Ball goes back to the centre. Uh, Carlton do actually win the clearance, but uh, can't get uh, any clean play going. Uh, Salem fists it out, double fists it out from the uh, 50-metre line, uh, and this last few seconds tick away, and that's the end of the game. What an amazing end to the game. So you get a finish where Melbourne gets two goals in the last couple of minutes to reverse the results and uh, keep their hopes of finishing the top four alive. Uh, while simultaneously uh, burying the hearts of all the Carlton supporters who are in the ground and watching TV and they have to wait another week to try and solidify that final spot that they have craved for so long. So, uh, yeah, what does it mean going forward? Essentially, Melbourne is still in the race for that top four. Huge clash against Brisbane uh, coming up on Friday night and... uh, that's for all the chocolates because the loser of that more than likely will slip down to sixth and have to play Richmond in the elimination final there because uh, both Fremantle uh, and Sydney have reasonably easy games and if Collingwood beats Carlton as well, uh, they're sort of all the expected results, then the loser of this game will basically slip down to sixth and the winner probably either finish second or third uh, probably more likely third with uh, Sydney's percentage, but could scrape into second as well. So becomes an incredibly important game up in the Gabba there between Brisbane and Melbourne. What about for Carlton? Well, they do have one more chance. They've got 12 wins. They need 13 to be absolutely safe. So where does that 13th win come from? Where better to get it than against the old enemy Collingwood? So uh, that'll be at the MCG on Sunday afternoon. Unfortunately, it actually starts uh, about a quarter. So there'll be a quarter of that game before they know the end result between Hawthorne and the Bulldogs, which is being played in uh, Tassie. And uh, if the Bulldogs can win that, then basically it's a live game in terms of Carlton having to win. But if Hawthorne win, which they often do down there in Tassie, then uh, really it's a somewhat of a dead rubber for Carlton because they're not going to move above eighth. But uh, you know, they'll still be giving it their all regardless. But, uh, yeah, it'll be all on the line if the Dogs can win. They would then go into the eight on the live ladder. But uh, Carlton would need to win that one to basically stay in the eight if the Bulldogs win. So there's that. Huge ramifications there. Uh, a lot to play for. There's so many different ways the ladder can end up in this last round, not just from those games, but from many others. So it'll be a cracking last round. And uh, yeah, I know I sounded maybe a little negative through some of that in terms of looking at it through a Melbourne lens, but yeah, I guess uh, just that's born out of some of the frustration with some of the things that it looks like Melbourne could be doing better, but they're doing a lot right. They're, They're right in these games against the top eight teams and they're finding ways to get it done. And that's all you have to do. Just have to find a way to win. And they absolutely did that when it mattered most. They executed uh, and it was great fun to watch. We'll leave it there. Have a good one, guys.